Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four, to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Will, we are back and we are going to talk about intermediate goals. How do you feel about that? Uh, that's right, Todd. So honestly, you know, we can't name favorites. And to, <laughs> to be honest, the idea of a favorite, favorite type of goal in EPM is a silly thing. And yet, uh, I think intermediate goals are my favorite. It's weird you say that because I, I actually feel the same way. Um, you know, it's because so much of what we talk about from a um, behavioral perspective and a measurability perspective, my brain goes to the notion of intermediate goals and how an intermediate goal has helped me in in, in the past. And and teams really, really kind of have a, a something that we always question that we're heading towards. and. I, I, it's always been intermediate goals. Yeah. Maybe I should share the screen now. Get us get us all ready for that. How's that? That sounds like a plan. Right here we go. And back to our canvas that we were working on. In the last session, we spoke about strategic goals. We shared uh, strategic goals of our company. Will you got a lot of good feedback about encouraging the death of agile coaching? Can't wait to see what we're going to do here. Oh yeah, yeah. Honestly, a lot of positive feedback from agile coaches. Yeah, awesome. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> All right. Um, so intermediate goals. Um, so what do we think? Should we start with a definition, Will? Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, so the EBM guide defines intermediate goals as the achievement of which will indicate that the organization is on the path to its strategic goal. Mm -hmm. So while the path to the intermediate goal is still a bit uncertain, it is not completely unknown. Or in other words, where a strategic goal is specific, measurable, and that's where it ends. So it's very aspirational. It doesn't really have a time space. An intermediate goal is achievable. Mm -hmm. And I'm taking some notes here. I, um, uh, I put a step towards the strategic goal just to summarize what you said and achievable. Um, I'm going I'm to say achievable, um, still a little bit of uncertainty, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not a plan, right? It's a goal. Mm 
Mm -hmm. So we may not, we have an idea of how to get there because otherwise there, there would be no way to say if it was achievable. Um, but you know, that plan that we have in our head is still malleable. It's open to change. Mm-hmm. Now, Todd, you and I are both professional scrum trainers as well. Yeah. And so naturally, the question rises, how does an intermediate goal and a strategic goal and an immediate tactical goal, how do those relate to product goals and sprint goals? Yeah, it's interesting because Scrum Guide um, 2020 officially created the commitments of the sprint goal, uh, which before that, Scrum Guide 2017, the sprint goal was mentioned 27 times. So we kind of saw that coming. Product goal was a it was a new thing added to the Scrum Guide that had not been mentioned before. And okay. so when I think of intermediate goal, that's where my brain goes. My brain goes to product goal, which is a long-term objective that the Scrum team is trying to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, you, you there with me? Yeah, absolutely. That is... Um, so we want to make clear that they don't necessarily have to be the same thing, um, but they can be. And in situations where you're using Scrum with EBM, often your intermediate goal is a product goal. Yeah, yeah. And I, I put that... I want to make that really clear here. As it relates to Scrum, this could be the product. Could Let's yes. be, I would just make sure we're very, very explicit about the could here. No, this is not a, Will and I are not telling you that these directly have to relate. This could be. And oftentimes when we talk about intermediate goals, scrum teams are like, that sounds like a product goal. Yeah. There. Yeah. And, that, and that makes sense. So I find in, in, in my business, because there's a time bound to them, depending on what level you're operating at. If you're talking about an intermediate goal for an entire organization, um, this might be something that you want to achieve perhaps in the next nine months, year, year and a half in some circumstances. Whereas as you get more and more to the product level uh, or uh, or a smaller company level like like your yours and mine, um, I I veer at a much shorter time time scale. So. Yeah. My intermediate goals, I tend to set for about six months in the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm even with you, sometimes even shorter, right? Like I would say three to six. Uh, and, and, and it's just because uh, it, it's based on context, right? So, so let's maybe let's make that a will and tot here, three to six. Pro- probably, probably. I'm going to say again, probably because um, with, with all of this stuff, um, probably three to six months for a product can we say product rather than org is that okay yeah, let's, just, let's say product for for a full organization especially larger organizations you might have to think of a larger time span the the core here is that it is a it is a time span there is a very clear time boundary to it mm-hmm. yeah yeah there has to be right um and and uh and there, this might get some debate but um for me <clears throat> but before this concept of intermediate goals was in my brain right before this concept was intermediate there was in my brain um i was working with a scrum team and i was the product owner and one thing i found with the scrum team is that they started telling me that that every sprint start felt like they were on a hamster wheel even though there were sprint goals, it was just like, here we go again. Here we go again. 
here we go again. And it, it dawned on me that the reason why they felt that way is because they couldn't see what was on the horizon, even though I had what was on the horizon in my head. Yeah. And so I actually came up with this concept called, um, like, I, and I talked to the team and said, um, let, let's, let's suppose that the product that we're building right now is, is like us writing a book, right? Um, let's say that the next chapter is about three months in duration. Here's the expiration date in the ne this next chapter. Um, and I would get together with the team every three months and inspect what we thought was going to happen and what actually happened. It was kind of like mini, we had like, um, I used to call it like a definition of awesome in three months will be here. And this is where we think we're going to be. Um, and it, uh, sometimes we'd get there and we'd be like, ha, ha, we were dreaming. Or we'd be like, wow, we did way more than what we thought uh, it would be. And that, that was my first real experience, Will, with using something like an intermediate goal. And recognizing then that took that notion of people just feeling like their wheels were spinning and spinning every sprint and giving a longer term objective. Um, and that, that was really my first experience. And that's what that's what I correlate to, to inter intermediate goals. Yeah. Yeah. They really serve as that important um, that important link between between the strategic goal, right, the, or, or the vision that you have. Um, and what you're doing today or this week, mm -hmm. right? Without it, that gap is just too large to fathom, right? And the other really important thing to know about intermediate goals is they're derived from the strategic goal, but they also serve as a means to inspect the validity of the strategic mm -hmm. goal. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put that down here. That's a good one. Drive from the strategic goal. Serve as a means of validity. Right, because um, going by your example, right, you might produce a chapter of a book, but then reading through that chapter, you find out that the topic of your book is actually not the best topic. You actually mm -hmm. might you need to change the topic altogether based on that chapter you produced. Yeah. Or the audience for which we're generating the book for, which, as you know, happened to Brian and I during Fixing Your Scrum. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And that's where agility lives, right? Mm -hmm. that, that ability to not just adjust what you're doing and how you're doing it, but also the ability to adjust where you're going. Dare I say, and add a note here that points towards a sticky note, says empiricism in action. And we'll we'll get on that later in this course in much greater detail. Yeah, I, I, I this is a good early way of pulling it out, right? So derived from strategical that serves as a means of validity of the strategical, right? Yeah. So that's a little a little funky English there, but I, I think empiricism in action. We're inspecting, we're adapting, we're making it well known with where we might be in regards to the strategical. All right. So yeah. shall we shall we entertain our audience once more? With our own practical examples. I was just going to ask you that. So that came at a good time. I keep calling yours uh, Will rather than your company name, Will. So um, uh, I, uh, only because I'm bad at spelling it, but it's Brazilians. Is that how? Yeah, it's Brazilians. Maybe I'll start. We'll add that other notes just so people know how to get in contact with you. But yeah. Um, do, do you want to go? Do you want to go first? Your intermediate sure. goal, your current intermediate goal. Right. So so my strategy is to encourage the death of coaching. Right by getting people away from from direct coaching and more to creating a system where people can thrive and focus fully on delighting customers, right? 
Um, and that's very far away. On the intermediate level, what I'm what I'm doing is I'm introducing practical nudging in a very low effort way. So my current goal is to create a create a practical knowledge base for people to start implementing nudges. Mm -hmm. And how I'm going to measure success in 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 uh, in this goal is for the people that are that are using this material. Um, how do they spend their time? Is it uh, is the change that they create mainly system one or mainly system two? Mm -hmm. I like that. I'm gonna. It's gonna put um, a measure where people spend their time. This will fit on the sticky note. I'm going to put one or two. Is that good? Is that, that enca is. encapsulate that, right? Yeah. Well, how long you been, how long has this been this goal been active for you? So, this goal is uh, has been active for about give or take a month now, mm -hmm. and I'm aiming for uh, about September to have the measures in place and to get the fir first workshops going. Mm, that's pretty awesome. I like it. So, so that your your time horizon is what you're saying about six months or something like. If I can do my quick math in my head, quick maths. Yeah. So I said it. I said it for six months, um, and that was after after achieving my previous goal, awesome. uh, which was to which was to broach the topic and run some initial knowledge session to gauge a consumer interest. Uh, because otherwise I'd have a great idea, but no market to actually bring it to. <laughs> uh, but, but the initial test there went well. So I know that a market exists. That was the initial goal to confirm that there actually was an interest. Uh, and now my second goal is, okay, let's get those people that are interested, empowered to do these things. Um, and let's measure if that empowerment has actually allowed them to create more system one change as opposed to system two change. Awesome. Everybody here's going to be pumped for that, Will. We might do another series about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sounds good. All right. So talk to me about Agile for Humans, right? You're uncovering yeah. better working together. What does that mean in the short term? Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, that's a really broad topic, uncovering better ways of working together. And one thing that we thought of is that doesn't necessarily mean working together with Ryan and I. Right. So Ryan and I co-own Ryan Ripley and I co-own Agile for Humans. And and we, I mean, what a, I think we talked about in the last episode, what an arrogant thing to think if we think that working together with us is how you improve better ways of working. Um, so one of the one of the things that we thought of and an experiment that we wanted to try is to um, to further enable uh, uh, community collaboration. And so community is a broad term for us. Um, community is, um, we have, we have a YouTube channel, right. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of community in there with comments. We have our previous students and we used to have a Slack for that. And then we have our LinkedIn network. We have Twitter. We have, we have all these different aspects of our community. And so, um, uh, we, we want to, we wanted to find a way to enable, enable, um, enable further community 
collaboration. And so what this is really, if we get back to the heart of it, this, this goal, if we had to pick up focus on it, is focusing on unrealized valuable, right? Um, so uh, enable uh, further community collaboration. The way that we're measuring this is we specifically implemented a new product, right? We took Mighty Networks and created community.agileforhumans.com. And we're looking at um, engagement of folks, new people joining, and then community contributors. Because what we want is we want people contributing and communicating together there, right? So that we can have people coming from our different channels and having collaborative conversations and helping each other, finding better ways of working together. And so the way that we are measuring that is uh, new people joining that community, which we made is free, right? Um, and, um, and and then um, actual collaboration of within, right? Because it's one thing if they join, if someone joins, it's another thing if they're actually actively collaborating. So that experiment has been underway for the better part of three months right now. And so we're, we're really ready to, to uh, make a, we've been evaluating and finding all kinds of different ways to, 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 to new immediate tactical goals that we think will, will turn this a little bit. Um, but, but I, I think we're soon maybe ready to, to, to have a new inter intermediate goal um, because uh, the collaboration has been huge in that channel. So it's, so it sounds almost like a like a kind of pirate metrics type situation, right? You wanna you wanna get people to join, you wanna activate them, you wanna get them to refer to other people as well, um, and then you want to empower them to start revolutions of their own. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a step towards uncovering better ways of working together. And by working together, the definition of that is is. Um, those people working together, you know, and even something as simple as a, a different retrospective idea or figuring out what to measure in your organization, or we have a, um, an area where people can go and, um, talk about a problem that they're facing. So that, that's, that's, that was our, that was our hope with this intermediate tactical goal. Yeah. Or an intermediate goal. Excuse me. I said tactical. Intermediate goal. Yeah. Tacticals next episode. That's next. Yeah. That's next. <laughs> And speaking of, we've already taken a lot of the time of our wonderful viewers. We have. And, you know, I said at the beginning of this, Will, before we started recording, that I, I didn't think that this one, I thought this one would be faster. And here, look at us, um, 17 minutes later. So, yeah, cool. Um, I guess that's a wrap, Will. Uh, I'm going to hit end, and we will see everyone next time. Yeah, we'll see you for the tacticals. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on. <laughs>